This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello there, it's Sunday morning, the Premier League is well underway. I'm Joe River, this is Theo Squires, and we're going to talk a little bit about everything Liverpool. Theo, um, a really good win, start to the season, really good win on um, Friday night against Norwich. People were a little bit worried, weren't they, before going into the game about injuries, about Liverpool's squad, but... They look strong right throughout. The squad looks strong. The bench looks strong. The likes of Adam Lallana, Dejan Lovren didn't even make the bench. A um, couple of worries maybe in defence with the way Norwich played, but you'd think that they'd settle down Liverpool. And um, yeah, a really good good opening day win, wasn't it? Yeah, you always get those nerves um, early on in the season where the defence mm. has to like find their rhythm. Yeah, yeah. But with the attacking players, they've just picked up where they left oh. off. Um, Firmino was very unlucky not to score. We saw some amazing efforts from him, like we saw in Community yeah. Shield. Um, Salah he's just brilliant isn't he the uh, was it three season wonder we're calling him now yeah. and then like you said the squad depth when you've got Lalana, he's not even making the bench you've got Oxlade Chamberlain and Cater I didn't think they didn't come on did they yeah. um, so they're going to come back from fitness and they're going to reach their levels all this talk about Liverpool's squad isn't strong enough but but it is. Yeah, They've yeah. got enough options there. You've got young Ryan Brewster and Harvey Elliott who can probably make an impact as the season goes on. It's a really exciting season for him to go on and have a go at winning uh, the title again. It's funny with Salah, isn't it? I, I don't understand. I don't think in my time watching football I've ever seen a player that gets criticised so much. There was, there was a tweet doing the rounds. I've seen a lot of people retweeting of a guy saying that Salah's not that good. It's Liverpool's system that just creates chances for him and he's, he's just lucky. I think like... It's crazy, and I know you. You look at the the community shield, and he, he misses, he misses some big chances, doesn't he? And he's quite scruffy when he misses chances, but he's an absolute menace, and all the time he's involved. And it it wasn't a surprise to see him score so quickly in that game, was it? Well, you say he misses chances. He's won the golden boot in the last two seasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how many more would he score yeah, if he exactly. did take these chances? And um, all this about oh, it's Liverpool system. Well, of course you can play a system that suits your best players. Say like they did a Sam Allardyce long ball. How's that going to work for the players? Mm. You, you have this um, philosophy that fits them to get the best out of them. And we all know Jurgen Klopp likes the press. He likes players working hard, his midfield working hard, the overlapping full-backs, yeah. uh, the forwards cutting inside. Like You can say it's the same for Mane, for Firmino, but that's what makes it such a strong mm. team. And I think it was good in the community shield seeing Salah create so many chances because it's that first game of the season. It's that rustiness you expect yeah. him to miss. Get out of the way in a game that doesn't matter. And then, as we saw... Uh, instinct to over, took over against Norwich yeah. clinical finish We've seen him score from that position so many times in the past yeah. uh, one that springs to mind is Napoli yeah. that's just his position on the pitch isn't it yeah. he loves it as soon as he's in that area of the pitch he's going to score he's going to find that bottom corner yeah. I see Origi score again I mean obviously signed that long term contract with Liverpool in the summer so a few people saying oh don't let sentiment get in the way they still need better than him but he always finds ways of, of popping up with quite decent goals I thought it was a decent run and header um, you know, and, he, and he looked quite sharp didn't he yeah he timed his run to perfection to get in between the two defenders and get on the end of the header he obviously got the assist for the uh, yeah, first yeah. goal as well and he looked a real threat and it's what Liverpool have needed um, teams are scared of him yeah. I, I was saying to you when we were watching the game um, you don't know what he's going to do probably because he doesn't know what he's going to yeah, do yeah, and it's true. a bit different from Mane and Salah yeah. but that's what makes him this dangerous player yeah, yeah. it isn't the same standard as um, Salah and Mane because they are two world class yeah. players but he's Good enough, he's effective and he's done a job and fair play to him. He's This time last year, he wasn't even making the matchday squad. Yeah. Now he's the go-to option off the bench. He's that first choice to come in when there's a player missing and he's deserved the contract. He's always going to have this place in Liverpool's history for the goals he scored last season. Yeah. Um, if he can pick up this, he might have another place in history this year. So for, for all the talk about the squad, again, mentioned that the players that didn't even make the bench, but now you look at it and think, well, 
Origi's playing well, and I expect him to drop out for Sadio Mane, but it, it would be harsh, wouldn't it? And then in defence, well, Joe Matip didn't get in the team, and he must be knocking on the door. Liverpool do have some, some nice problems, don't they, around the pitch? Yeah, they do. And it's the, the squad options that weren't even in the team last year. It's not mm. the players that were just on the fringes yeah, like Shaqiri. So that shows that the competitiveness of um, Klopp's squad, that anyone can get a chance. And if they get in the team, they're impressing training. He will reward them. And you can say it's harsh on um, Matip, it's harsh on Origi if he does drop out. Yeah. But then that's the competition there for them to push on, to show they've done enough to start, to get these places in the teams. And they've done it before. That's why Origi got his contract. That's why Matic was um, first choice for half a season last year, even when Gomez came back, when Lovren came back. And it will spur them on for the rest of the season now. Matic knows that he was the first choice for the Champions League final and he's not put a foot wrong. Mm -hmm. He's come on in the community shield, scored, played well, and he's still not in that team. Because we can all agree, Joe Gomez is the future there. But if Gomez's injury problems persist, he will get in, he will get a chance. Mm -hmm. If Liverpool have got a tough game, say, um, you know, the ones against the top six, you might fancy putting Joe Gomez at right back. Um, if you want to sacrifice Trent, Matip's going to be your go-to man yeah, there. Yeah. Great. Well, it wasn't all good news. Um, Alison Becker obviously getting injured. Adrian making a earlier than expected debut. <laughs> um, Liverpool still awaiting results of, of scans on on that calf injury. Look, the, there are there are different reports doing the rounds. Quite a few people saying four to six, four to eight weeks. Um, it's probably going to be within that time frame, but nothing's been confirmed yet. Liverpool still haven't got results back. So until that happens, which we expect, I think, to be tomorrow. Um, we won't have the full picture on, on how long Alisson's going to be out for but it does look like they're going to offer Andy Lonergan your old <laughs> mate uh, a new one year deal um, having trained with the club this summer he will be involved in the squad uh, on Wednesday night in the Super Cup um, big worry or do you think what do you think with that Adrian he looked alright when he came on um, what, what do you think I suppose it's a big drop off whoever it is yeah, who's number two um, from, from Alisson but do you think Liverpool will be okay uh, I'd like a penny for Simon Mingley's thoughts. You think he waits, spends yeah. 18 months waiting for that opportunity yeah. and with more, less than a week of his departure, he would have had that opportunity. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Um, Adrian's, he's a good Premier League goalkeeper. We've seen him do the business for a number of years now. Mm. Um, it, for, I suppose, a month, you can think Liverpool can expect to get along all right without him. Yeah. Alisson is world-class. He does make a big difference. But Virgil van Dijk's world-class. Andy Robertson, Trent, Joe Gomez, it's all yeah. a collective yeah, effort true. from them. Uh, it'll just mean you'll need a bit more from them as Adrian settles because that, that's the one disappointment there. It's like whilst Andy Lonergan has had the whole summer training with them, yeah. Adrian's had less than a week's training. Yeah. So that's going to take a bit of time. Um, I think we saw a little bit of quality there, the, the difference between the two. So like whenever a shot comes in at Allison, you expect him to parry it away from danger. When you've got that like, next band of keepers, there's always that chance it goes straight to the forward. Yeah. Like, we came accustomed to Simon Mingley doing that yeah. quite a few times. We saw it in pre-season. Um, but Adrian, he can do a good job and Liverpool have got to um, show faith in him. They've signed him to be this number two to trust um, in him if they needed to give him an opportunity if Alisson got injured or sent off. It's just come a lot earlier than they expected. Um, saw the reception he got from the fans. It was brilliant. They're going to obviously take to him. Yeah. And Andy Lonigan, well, I was surprised they didn't give him a deal in the first place because he's a homegrown player. He's got that experience. Klopp's done it before with uh, Alex Manninger. Yeah, yeah, he wants true. that um, third choice goalkeeper. Yeah. And it means you can like loan your younger goalkeepers out. Like we see Grabara go to Huddersfield yeah. Town. Um, he's a good player to have around the camp. He's always been a character from when I've dealt with him in the past. Yeah. Um, and he should be a good addition if they do bring him in. It'd be quite funny though, um, if they do beat Chelsea, that's going to be a first major honour for both goalkeepers. Yeah, quite quickly. <laughs> uh, look, you've been... Um this morning you've been badgering me about trying to get Pepe Raider back. You you still think <laughs> you, you've you've tried to find a way that it could still happen, haven't you? 
Um, yeah, it's one with um, players, if they're under contract, um, they have to be released from that contract um, before the transfer window closes so they can move on because it's like window to window to be yeah, registered. Yeah. So even though the English transfer window is closed, obviously the European leagues are still open. So um, I think he could technically cancel his contract with AC Milan and be eligible to be a free transfer wherever he wants. But he signed a three-year contract with AC Milan last summer, so it's not going to happen. It'd just be nice. Yeah, so <laughs> if anyone from AC Milan is, is, is watching this video... Look, do us all a favour. Do Theo a favour. Yeah, make his Pepe dreams come, come true and cancel Pepe's contract. So You never know, you might get Dacian Lovren in exchange in either, January. Either that or they'll be listening, cancel his contract and poor Pepe will just be sitting around without a club <laughs> because of you, Theo. Um, look, no, I love Pepe Reina. It'd be, be nice to see him back in Liverpool shirt. Um, right, well, we'll move on. Man City back in action yesterday and um, you, you sort of watch these games, don't you, and, and hope oh, maybe City could have a, a difficult start and... West Ham played well, but then City absolutely swatted them aside. Um, if it wasn't for VAR, they could have scored seven. So, um, was it a little bit of a reminder of how tough it is to overcome City and win this league? Yeah, definitely. Like um, West Ham, they've had a good summer with who they brought in. Like the lad up front, Haller, I think there's a lot of excitement around him. I've seen quotes from like Declan Rice saying, oh, we want to make top six, we yeah. want to make top seven. Pellegrini's a very good manager. He's won the Premier League. So you expected West Ham to be, you know, that next level of club like a Leicester who can yeah. take points off the top teams. I didn't watch the game, but I did. was keeping an eye on the score. Yeah, yeah. And you think, oh, early on, oh, it's nil-nil at the moment. It's half hour gone or whatever. Yeah. Two-nil, that's not too bad. And then full time, oh, five-nil. Uh, yeah. City don't change. <laughs> yeah. um, was it Aguero off the bench? Yeah. They've got so, so much depth yeah. and they've just carried on where they've picked off for like the last two years. No wonder they've got nearly 200 points. It is going to be a very tough challenge to topple them. But they've got their sights on other trophies as well. Same as Liverpool have got their sights yeah. on other trophies. Um, that's what made the title race so exciting last year. It yeah. was the two of the three best teams on the continent just yeah. going for it, hammering dongs. And it should be another very exciting title race. Yeah, it, it was a bit of a mad one. I did watch the game and, and City, West Ham played quite well for City back in the early stages. And then eventually City got a goal pretty much on the break. Kyle Walker, great pace, crossed it in and... He's who scored, and then it was almost just game over as soon as that goal went in. And, and VAR, look, I, I don't know what you think. I'll ask you in a second. <laughs> VAR, I think I, I, I'm not against it. I think it, people for years have said, "Oh, referees must get these decisions right. This, that this isn't right." And I think referees can't get them all right. So if you want them, if you want that to happen, then you've got to accept VAR. But it is crazy because there was the, there was the offside, which essentially I think it was Sterling's elbow was offside and, and like, little, can you score with your elbow it's yeah and the, the little red line but then I suppose by the letter of the law that is offside isn't it so with offsides it's very black and white it, you know it, it's clear but some of the other decisions I know there was a, there was a handball I think in the um, in the Bournemouth game mm -hmm. and, and some of the other decisions will still be open to interpretation but I just think it slows a lot down it's, it, 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 I think it's the right system but right now it's not the it's not working correctly and it'll be interesting to see the longer it goes on, whether it can become smoother, because that Man City game was just a bit bit crazy. But yeah, I mean, they, they look great. So um, a little bit of a worry for Liverpool, but I noticed that on match of the day, Ian Wright, Alan Shearer and Gary Lineker uh, uh, tweeted earlier in the day, are all tipping Liverpool. So there must be something about Liverpool, I think, that is convincing people this year. I suppose it's also a hopefulness. You want something a bit different because we're not used to, in recent years at least, teams winning the league two, three times yeah. in a row. I think United are the only team who's done it in Premier League history. Yeah. So yeah. if City now are going for three in a row, it's just that level of dominance there. And granted, there is a big gap between the top two and the rest, but it's, you see it in like other sports. Like you think 
tennis at the moment, you know, Federer, yeah. Djokovic, yeah, yeah. Nadal, all at the same time. Yeah. Liverpool are just at that unlucky stage yeah. of you've got your best ever team when you've got City's greatest team England has seen potentially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll finish off. Like, like Alan Shearer, like Ian Wright, like Gary Lineker, who are you tipping to win the title? I'm a pessimistic, so I've gone City. Oh, I thought you were going to say Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now you need Connor done for that. He's the Mr. Optimistic in the office. To be fair, I, I said Man City as well, and I almost do it to sort of temper my expectations because I think if I go, ah, oh, Liverpool, I'll only be disappointed at the end of the year. So I, I say Man City, but deep down, hope that it will be Liverpool. So. Yeah, exactly the same. If you say City, then you're not going to be disappointed if City win, but yeah. then you can celebrate even more wildly if Liverpool do it. Yeah, that's it. Well, let's hope we'll be celebrating wildly at the end of the season. Nice one for listening. We'll see you tomorrow again for the agenda. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.